Wake up. It's time to connect to the source. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God, where we expound on real Christian living, encourage you to let go of religion, and take up a true relationship with God. Recognize God as your partner today. Here is your host, Kiandra Redman. So as y'all know, <clears throat> this is Heart to Heart, and I am your host, Keandra Redman. This is Heart to Heart, your everyday life with God. Let me say the whole, the whole title of this show, Heart to Heart, your everyday, your everyday life with God, and I'm your host, Keandra Redman. All right? All right, we're going to go ahead on and we're going to go before the throne this morning to our Father. Father God, we thank you for the day. <clears throat> Father God, thank you so much, Father God, for allowing us to see another day, Father God. Father God, I thank you that you show yourself strong to us today, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for your love, your mercy, Father God, and your grace, Father God. Father God, I thank you for revelation, Father God. I thank you for your truth, Father God. Father God, I thank you that your will is being done. Father God, right here in this earth. Father God, as it is in heaven. Father God, in this moment, God, have your way. Let your will be done, Father God. Let your kingdom come right now, Father God. Father God, I thank you, Father God. This is not our platform, Father God. This is your platform, Father God. So you can say whatever you want to say. Do whatever you want to do, Father God. You have free reigns, Father God. We decrease in this moment right now, Father God, so that you can increase. Come forth, Father God. Have your way. Father God, I thank you that this podcast, this broadcast, Father God, is pleasing unto you, Father God. I thank you that you get great glory from it, Father. Because in the end, it's all about you, Father God. Your will, your plan, Father God. Father God, I thank you that somebody, whoever comes across this video, be it through um, YouTube, Father God, be, be it on the podcast, Father God, or Facebook, however they see it or hear it, Father God, I thank you that they are able to take something from it, Father God, that is able to change their lives, Father God. I thank you that they get answers to their questions, Father God. And Father God, I thank you, Father that you touch all the people that are on right now, God. I thank you that they are strong enough and bold enough, Father God, to ask their questions, Father God, because it's so important, Father God, that we know the truth about you, Father God, the truth about you, the truth about your ways, Father God, and what you really desire, Father God, what you really want, Father God. Not religion, Father God, but relationship, Father God, what you truly require, Father God. Once again, God, let your will be done, Father. Father God, I thank you so much, Father, for touching me and Jasper right now, Father God. Let every word that come out of our mouth be inspired by you, Father. Father God, and I lift the people up to you right now, Father God, if they have a need of anything, Father. I thank you that you use it as an opportunity to show them who you are once again, Father God. To show them once again that they can put their whole trust in you, Father God. That you're always good. That you're always faithful. You don't know how, no other way to be but good and faithful, Father God. That you love us no matter what, Father God, and you're always looking for opportunities, Father God, to prove yourself to us over and over and over again, Father God, to show us, Father God, that you are our God, that you are our daddy, Father God, and you're not a deadbeat, Father God. You are a real daddy, Father, that takes care of all of our needs, Father God, big and small. 
So, Father God, thank you that you meet our needs today, Father God. Show us your glory, Father God. Show us the power of your hand, Father God. Show us, Father God, that you are truly bigger, greater, stronger, and wiser, Father God. Show us, Father. Remind us. Keep us in remembrance of who you are, Father God. You are our God, Father. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus over all of us, Father God. I plead your blood over all of us, Father God. Your blood is sufficient, Father God. It's more than enough, Father God. It will never, ever, ever lose its power, Father God. So I plead your blood, Father God. I thank you for continuing to keep us, Father God. Continuing to protect us, Father God. Continuing to lead us and guide us, Father God. I thank you that you touch our ears this morning, Father God. So that we can hear you clearly, Father. Touch our ears all throughout our day, Father God, so we can hear you clearly, Father God, so that we can obey what you are telling us to do today, Father God. We can follow your instructions, Father God, into our victories. In Jesus' name, I pray, I love you, and I thank you. I declare all these things according to what your son did on the cross for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everybody. I shout y'all out at the end, okay, for the sake of time. All right, because it is my baby boy's birthday today, so we can't go nowhere. <laughs> Ain't nothing open, but we're going to celebrate him today. So we're definitely going to try to stay on time because we got some plans for him. All right, he one years old, y'all. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to the time, my babies? <sighs> but anyway, let's go ahead on. We're going to worship, okay? Um... This I'm a dual. I'm just gonna do two songs this morning. All right, um, both of them are by this group called Bethel Music. All right, one of them is called The Goodness of God, and the other one is called King of My Heart. I'm gonna kind of blend them together a little bit. If y'all know it, by all means, worship with me. If you do not know it, listen to the words, okay? Because they are true. All right, they are true, and they'll bless you. Okay, it puts you right in the heart of worship. All right. All right, and once again, I did not write these songs. I don't, I don't own the rights to none of this music. Okay, this ain't nothing that I wrote. All right, all right. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Cause I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of your goodness, oh God. Cause all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing 
of your goodness, oh God. And I love your voice. Yes, you have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You were close like no other. I know you as a father. And I know you as my friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. Yes, I love your voice. Yes, you have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You were close like no other. Yes, I know you as my father, and I know you as my friend. Oh, I have lived in the goodness of God. Yes, I have lived in the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. Yes, all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am sing of your goodness oh God oh I will sing of your goodness oh God cause you are good you're good oh you are good you're good oh So good, oh, you are good, real good, Jesus, oh, yeah. And no, you have never let, you have never let me down, Jesus. No, you have never let, you have never let me down, Lord. No, you have never let, you have never let me down, no. Oh, you have never let, you have never let me down, cause you are good, you're good. Oh, you're too good, too good. Oh, you are good oh you're real good so good oh and all my life you have been faithful Jesus and all my life you have been so so With every breath that I am able, yeah, I will.
of your goodness oh god yes oh i will tell of your goodness oh god oh i will preach of your goodness oh god i will always sing of your goodness oh god all right we're gonna go ahead on and we're gonna get into these questions all right all right we waiting for pastor jay this morning hallelujah so i'll cover him <laughs> but yeah y'all have y'all let me see did you have any of y'all seen y'all questions in yet good morning everybody i shot all of y'all out at the end okay okay well y'all seen y'all questions in okay while we waiting for pastor jay this morning i'm gonna go ahead on of course i always have some questions prepared okay because i got questions too <laughs> All right, like I said, ain't nobody got all the answers and ain't nobody perfect. So, we all got some questions. So, y'all feel free, okay? This is a no judgment zone, okay? No judgment zone. By all means, you know, and nobody's going to judge you here. By all means, ask your question, okay? It's not a such thing as an inappropriate question, all right? This is why we have so many issues and families you know we have a lot of issues in the body of christ because nobody feel comfortable being honest okay we always feel like we got to put our put a mask on you don't have to put your mask on you can take your mask off be who you are if you have a, if you have a question ask the question okay on this show on this platform it's a judgment free zone we ain't doing all that okay we ain't doing all that i want y'all to get help all right i want y'all to have your answers i want y'all to know the truth about god all right so we're gonna go ahead on and we're gonna welcome pastor jay this morning all right oh let me scoot over all right pastor jay let me come right on over here i'm gonna be watching to see if anybody got some questions <laughs> All right, I haven't nobody, nobody ain't asked nothing yet, so I'm gonna go ahead on and ask mine. Let's see, we are gonna start off easy. All right, we gonna start start off really easy. Okay, I don't ask that one yet. Okay. Okay. I start off real light. Why is a relationship with God so important? You want me to ask again? Mm-hmm. Why is a relationship with God so important? That's really not a, a easy question. Let's start there. Not free. That's really not an easy question. Okay. Um It's funny because the first thing that comes, because God want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. God don't want to get to know you. He know you already. Mm -hmm. God wants you to get to know him so you can know who you are. That's true. That's why a relationship is so important with God. Because God wants you to know him so you can know what you're capable of, so you can know the things that you you can do. That's true. Because the, the, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to knowing your true self. And that's actually what I'm going to uh, pick up on. 
next week. I was supposed to um, actually complete the identity series this week, but Wednesday, uh, that didn't go the way it's planned, okay? Um, so I'll start back Monday about identity, about the importance of, like I did Monday, I did the um, creator knows best, okay? It's important for you to get to know your creator so you can get to know you. Who knows you? Who knows creation better than this creator? You see what I'm saying? It's some stuff in you that you don't even know about you. It's some stuff that you can do that you don't even know that you can do. But once you connect to God and get to know him, he's your creator. He will expose who he made you to be. All right? He will expose he will expose the him that he planted in you to you. Okay? If that makes sense. All right. Come on y'all, ask y'all questions now. Don't be shy. All right, I'll ask, me, I'll ask another one, okay? Gonna get a little bit more deeper, okay? Okay. What are some ways that we can prove to this world that Christ is real? Want me to ask again? What's your question again? What are some ways that we can prove to this world that Christ is real? <laughs> no, that's an easy one. Really? I'm like, yeah, this is really backwards. I thought that was a heavy one, but okay. Um, just, just in case y'all didn't hear me, what are some ways that we, I'm talking about the body of Christ, Christians, okay, can prove to this world that Christ is real? So are you talking about like as far as because um, it's two ways this quick this answer can go two ways so mm -hmm. I want to make sure it goes the right way. Um, are you talking about based off of how the world is right now, going through the Corona crap and all that, mm -hmm. or are you talking about um, like just a general question like how? Well, what's the question again? What are some? Based, yeah, based off of just the general question, how can we prove God to this world? Uh, maybe both ways. I mean, we can we can do the in the coronavirus. I'm tired of talking about Corona. Me too. So, in in general, even when Corona passed, you know, how can we how can we as Christians prove to this world that Christ is real? Man, it first start with love. Like we gotta love one another, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the if it's anything that Jesus left left behind, the the last commandment that he left was love. Mm -hmm. Love one another, basically. Like, I mean, how can we really say we love God, but we can't we can't love mm -hmm. a person that we see every day? I mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, my wife get on my nerves, and I get on her nerves, vice versa. I mean, but we still love each other, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever, and we still show each other that we love each other, regardless if we mad at each other or not, because mm -hmm. those are just feelings at the time, and whatever. But we get over those things, and whatever. But the best way to show God to this world is love, mm -hmm. the love you have for one another. Mm-hmm. Just love? Okay. I would say this, um, definitely love, definitely love, because one thing um, we have to understand is we are examples of God, and we are examples of Jesus, and we have to do things to 
if he, the way I see it, if he was the model, okay, which he is, he's the blueprint, right? We are to follow that blueprint from top to bottom. We are to mirror every single thing that he did, okay? Every single thing that he did. I told y'all the charge. He said that we ought to do what he did and greater. And he was full of love, okay? He was full of love. Of course, you know he's full of love. Who gonna come? I'm sorry, I love I love y'all, but I ain't, I'm probably not about to die for y'all. <laughs> okay? Let's just be real, but he loved us enough. Probably, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, he loved us enough, okay? More than enough to die for us and not only die for us to get back up and give us all the victory that he that he had as well he gave us all the victory he gave us total access to everything that he is and everything that he has okay so of course love that's that's part of who christ is but here's another thing we are to mirror every single aspect of god you see what i'm saying we are to literally mirror him completely we are to look just like him do exactly what he did and he charged us to do greater than what he did so i mean yeah love is definitely one of them but i would encourage any of you like i've been encouraging you um in the videos that i've been doing to go and read about jesus and to see exactly what he did see exactly how he carried himself become a student of him and every single day through your connection with God, through you reading your word, through you worshiping, through you praying, through you fasting, okay? Every single day, the power that he released through you, released to you through that connection, man, mirror him to the T, okay? Mirror him to the T. Do all that you can to look like him, okay? Look like him. And your actions look like him. Um, like I said, everything he did, he demonstrated power, okay? He did great works, okay? He had he did good deeds, and he loved, okay? Mirror him to the T. That, that's the whole goal, okay? We got a couple questions here. Uh, My question is, this is from A. Hilda. My question is, um, she said, will you bless us one Sunday morning with a sermon or just teach the word without his wife? Dang, okay. <laughs> I don't have a church home, so right now, she's saying right now that you are her pastor. I pray to God that when, wait, I'm trying to read this. Hold on. She said, I pray to God that when you not working, that you would bless us. So she's asking, would you be willing to come on one Sunday morning to actually minister a word, a message? Absolutely. Okay. So you got your answer, and I ain't gonna even be on the on the screen. Ain't Hilda since he got to do it without his wife. I understand though, absolutely, cause that is what he's called to do. Okay, um, ain't Steffi? Ain't Steffi? That's a good question, ain't Steffi? Jasper, how many times you supposed to forgive a person? That's a hard one, ain't Steffi? Nah, that's, that's another easy one. Nah, cause that's um, one of my weak. That's one of my. Well, you remember I told y'all identify y'all triggers and y'all weaknesses. That's one of my weaknesses. So um, let Pastor Jay answer that. I, um, is Matthew 18 22 it tells us 70 times 7 right so I mean unlimited unlimited amount of people <laughs> you're supposed to forgive people all the time regardless of how many times they did the same repeated thing because you know what no matter how many times we did the same repeated thing against God and we go hey God you know what I repent he forgives us 
and he no longer holds hold us against us. The scripture tells us that he casts our sin as far as the east is from the west, right? So um, until somebody can tell me how far that is, I mean, that that means that's an unlimited supply of forgiveness that we're supposed to have. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's tough sometimes. It's tough. It's real tough sometimes to forgive people. But still, we got to look at it through the lens of this. And God forgave me. Mm-hmm. Or God forgive you, so... So what? Because no matter how we, no matter how we, no matter how God feels at the time, the moment we come and confess it to Him, He forgives us for it and He move on from it. So we got to take on that mentality as well. Once somebody, once we forgive somebody, we need to move on from it mm. and whatever, and not hold that against them. So how would you do that? Like, cause that that's like I said, that's that's a good question, ain't Steffi? Because that's one of my issues as well. I have a hard time with letting go how someone, especially if I was mistreated or I was wrongly accused of something or I was, you know, a lot of the times we misunderstood, you know, some stuff that we say is taken the wrong way or whatever the case may be, you know, and people just be like, man, you know, sometimes people can do you dirty, okay? People can and it and the sad part is it be the people that's like right here with you doing this rubbing elbows and shoulders with you. They be the ones that you you know that you really got to keep your eye on because they the ones who be coming for you. So how how my question I'm a piggyback on your question, ain't Steffi? Once a person do you wrong, okay, you say you have to move on from what they did in order to forgive them. Mm-hmm. That sound good, mm-hmm. but how you do it? You know, how do you move on? How you forget? Like, like the scriptures say, God forget what we did, you know, and you know, he cast our sins into the sea of forgiveness or whatever. How we do that? You know, I know he can do it and I know I can do it because he empowers me. But how, like, give me some, uh, at least one practical way to get over, like to not keep rehearsing this stuff in my mind of what that person did. Because I have a hard time with that. Um, like I, I always point people back to to Jesus, right? Because mm-hmm. everything that we we go through in this life, Jesus already did it and whatever. And he walked it out and he and he was living proof that hey, this was done. Mm-hmm. Right? So you said wrongly accused, Jesus was wrong falsely accused. Uh and he forgave him. Uh what else you said? Oh, uh. I don't remember. You said, you said, and it's the people that rub elbows with you. Yes, yeah, the people that's closest, right? Judas was right there with Jesus, rubbing elbows with Jesus, basically getting fed right out of Jesus' hand. Right. And Jesus forgave him. Uh, what else she said? And then, but one thing we have to remember: Jesus was God, but he was also still flesh, mm-hmm. fleshly man, mm-hmm. and whatever. So. If he forgave people that wrongly accused him, why can't we? If somebody mm-hmm. accused somebody, um, they they nailed him on the cross, mm-hmm. right? Ain't nobody nailed me on the cross. I don't think I could forget that. Mm-hmm. But ain't nobody nailed me on the cross. So I mean, the stuff that we go through is pennies to what Jesus went through. Yeah. I mean, so. But I'm just saying, like, how? Like, give me like at least one way. To like not be rehearsing this stuff, and cause I have a hard time with rehearsing it. Like once somebody do me wrong, I keep rehearsing it. Like I keep on thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I mean, how can how can how can I stop doing that? 
You gotta, like I keep saying, you gotta, re, you gotta always reference yourself back to Jesus and whatever. We never once seen the scripture where, um, even, even when uh, Jesus went back to, uh, went back to his homeland and whatever, the scripture tells us that he was able, he wasn't able to do many miracles because of their belief and whatever. So I'm pretty sure because if you don't believe in somebody or if you know because of where he grew up and they knew him since he was a kid, I'm pretty sure it was on some lines of disrespect there as well, mm -hmm. right? And never again do we hear Jesus bring, does we hear, do we see in the scripture where that's brought up again? Right. It was just there. And and it keeps going. Mm -hmm. And whatever. Jesus don't piggyback and keep bringing it up and bringing it That's up and true. bringing it up. Okay. I just guess I got to grow up and forget. It'd be hard though, yeah. It'd be hard. That was a good question though, ain't Steph. It's a real question. You know, because um, forgiveness is a big issue. Okay. Especially, and yeah, if we honest, if you honest with your, not, not my husband, he's really um, good at forgiving people. Like, so that was, he was the one to ask about that. I ain't even about to try to answer because I don't know. <laughs> um, why people say, let me see. Get yeah, uh huh, Christ. Us. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to understand your question right here. The why people say they are Christ like they forgive but don't forget. Okay. Christ forgave us and throws our sins in the sea of forget. Okay, in the sea of forgetfulness. So we are not. I'm trying to like retype it for me, ain't Hilda? Because I'm trying to understand. I want to answer it. I want Jasper to answer it. You know, so you can get your answer. So are you asking? Are you saying what? Like, what are you asking? Are you asking? Are we Christ? I'm trying to just type it up again for me. Make it a little bit more simpler for me, so I can interpret what you're saying and then we go, we, we'll get right back to it just type it for me again okay all right i'm gonna ask another question while we waiting on ain't hilda okay if you okay okay t type that up for me again ain't hilda because i'm trying to make sure i understand what you're saying okay all right we're going to talk about church this morning, all right? We're going to talk about church. What's the best part of going to church? Huh. All right, what's the best part for you about going to church? You can answer that for me. I want to see what you're going to say. I love going to church and actually getting into the presence of God. See, that's the answer. Because that's all I, honestly speaking, I'm in... Please, y'all, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I can get into the Word for myself. Technically, we all can get into the Word for ourselves. The Holy Ghost is our teacher. Um, I can worship God at home by myself, you know. I And I can get into the presence of God by myself, but it's something different when we all get together as believers and we all, it's like, man, it's like we all get together and we on one accord, we had the same mindset that, you know, we want to encounter God, you see, we want to encounter and experience God. You see, when we all get together and we have that same mindset and God show up, it's nothing like getting into the presence of God. So that that's to me the best part of church is when God actually manifests Himself because He's always there. We know God is everywhere, but when He actually manifests Himself and we get into His presence, man, that that's the best part of church to me. What about you? 
I mean, same here. I mean, um, I feel like that should, well, I can't say that. Yeah, same here. I feel like that's, for me, that's the best part about uh, getting in the glory of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, there ain't nothing better than that to me. Getting into the glory of God. I ain't absolutely. Nothing better than that to me. Absolutely. Because I feel like, honestly speaking, you know, like. You know what? And, um, see, that's 1A. 1B is saying people get saved. Absolutely. I that love too. saying people get saved. That too. I love it. That too. Because, I mean, that person's life is going to be changed forever, you know, once that person comes to Christ. And and here's the thing. This is the thing that I really um, love about church. Uh, once we get into the presence of God and an unbeliever is there or a person like who don't, you know, who don't know God or whatever, and they see the manifestation of God's presence, like, because when God show up, he shows up to do stuff. He don't just show up to look at us. You know what I'm saying? He don't just show up to give us little nice goosebumps on our arms and stuff like that. Now he show up to work. You know what I'm saying? He's showing up to heal. He's showing up to restore. He's throwing up, he's showing up to deliver. And re you know, you, you see what I'm saying? He's showing, he shows up to demonstrate. Let me say that. And imagine an unbeliever being in there and seeing this, this, you know, it's look crazy to them, but it's like, man, you can't deny it. You see, you can't deny it. And imagine them seeing that for the first time. You see, that that's the thing that hooks people. Yeah, you can preach a good word and hook somebody. Yeah, you know, but when they actually see the power of God, they'll never forget that. You see, and that hooks them to want to be like, you know what? I want to I want to get a taste of this. I want I want to know what this is really about. So that's why I say it's so important that when we do go to church, man, you know, for us to be have, having that one mindset, that one focus, that we are here to get into God's presence. We're here to worship our God and um, get into his presence, get him to manifest, get him to show himself. Because you never know. We know God, you see. We know God, but not everybody do. And what an amazing opportunity for them to come to Christ by seeing the demonstrations of God's power. They'll never forget that. They'll never forget it. So I think that's one of the most important things about um, church and one of the best things about church is actually um, seeing God's manifested presence. Okay, anybody else got a question? Just inbox me and Hilda so we can uh so we can talk about it because I definitely want to understand what you were saying. Um, okay, if y'all don't have one, I'm gonna go ahead and ask another one of mine. All right, what misconceptions are there about Christianity? Hmm. What misconceptions are there about Christianity? What do you think? <laughs> Is that a deep one? No, nah, not really. Um, I can do you one better. Okay. I'm going to change the question. Okay. What are the misconceptions about Christians? About Christians? Okay, well, help me out, brother. <laughs> help me out now. That's deep for me. Um, some It's a whole bunch of misconceptions about Christianity. So, I, I, I don't know, for the sake of time, I can't even go there and touch that right now. Mm -hmm. um, but misconceptions about Christians is that we all starchy. Starchy. We all, uh, we all, <laughs> we all talk about people. We all, um, 
where we all them uh we all Bible thumpers. Mm-hmm. We all um we we can't have no fun. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Um Well, that's that's just some just that I can just roll off the top of my mm-hmm. head, and it's funny because man, I I honestly believe that when um that when Jesus walked this earth with his disciples, man, I believe they had a blast, and whatever. Um, I can't remember the scripture right now, mm-hmm. but I go find it. It's somewhere in Matthew. Um, Jesus had was walking along the road, and they and it was like, hey, uh. Basically, the people wanted to follow him. And he was like, yeah, come on. He's like, yeah, come on, let's go. And the scripture says that he was on his way to his beach house. <laughs> Jesus had a beach house. Right. So, I mean, it, it don't get no funner than that. I mean, come on now. Right. Um, I just believe Jesus had fun with his people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't all he wasn't all strict. He wasn't all tight. And you can tell basically... Uh, how he walked, mm-hmm. that he wasn't like that, and what I believe Jesus was loose as a goose, mm-hmm. and whatever, and he, I believe he had a whole bunch of fun with people. So I mean, that's why me personally, I have fun. Mm-hmm. I love to have fun. Like, it's nothing like having fun. If you start you, man, you got to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That, yeah, Go that ahead. that was me because I thought, you know, based off these misconceptions, I thought that Christianity. You know, as a Christian, I had to carry myself in a, you know, a certain, you know, a certain way. I had to, you know, be starched down from head to toe, you know, in my nice little church dresses and all this stuff like that. You know, I had to, I had to, you know, just always present perfection. And, you know, that (laughs) when I really came into the true knowledge of God and understood that perfection was not what he was looking for. He was just looking for my heart. You know, he wanted me to want him as bad as he wants me. You see, that's when my whole life changed, you know, that perfection wasn't what he was seeking. Cause honestly speaking, we are taught. I know for me, I was taught from the time I was born to, um, to now, you know, <laughs> that perfection was a requirement of God. But the reality is, you know, Jesus was perfect for us. You see, he was perfect for us. So if somebody did something for you, why are you trying to do it behind that person? It was already done, you see. So I just think it's important, you know, um, to to really get in your word and, and find out the truth about what God requires from you, okay? What God requires from you. That way you won't be... Um, you know, deceived and living in bondage and all this stuff like that, because a lot we 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 live our life based off of what we know. You see, we live our life based off of what what is taught to us. You see, and we think it's the truth because we hear it all the time. But God will show you, and this is so important. Why I asked the question earlier about why is it important to have a relationship with God? Because God shows you true life. He shows you the truth. Okay, everything that you was believing that was a lie. He comes to show you, hey, that's not even what I require. That's what a man requires, but that ain't what I require. You see, so it's so important. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to ask another question. Y'all seen y'all questions in. Let's see here. I have I have a question for you, babe. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. All right. Why do we, as Christians have such a hard time believing God 
completely. Like, why do we as Christians, like, time after time, God shows us who he is and what he can do. But sometimes we still have a hard time putting our trust in him completely. Or we feel, I'm going to leave it right there because I want you to answer that and I, I ask you this next part. Go ahead. Or we feel like we got to help him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't believe him to do it, to do it all for us. We feel like we have to assist him in order to make something come to pass. Why is it that we just can't trust God wholeheartedly? Why? Why? After he's proven himself to us time and time again. What? What's the question? Why do we as Christians have such a hard time believing God completely? Like, why do we doubt him? This one right here? Yeah, right here. Um, I can honest, I can't, I can't answer that for everybody. I can only answer it based right off for of, you, based off of how it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one reason why I had a hard time just completely, completely believing that God can do it was because of my lack of trust, right? Mm-hmm. And not only my lack of trust, I it was always that thing in my mind like I gotta do something. Mm. This can't this this just just this just can't be it. I I just gotta believe and he gonna take care of the rest. This mm-hmm. this, this ain't true mm-hmm. and whatever. I I I gotta I gotta do something. But the thing is, see, I always say this, and I know people probably get tired of it, but I always reference people back to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when people came to Jesus uh, for healing. It was one thing that it was only one requirement. Mm-hmm. Believe. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do was believe that he was who they believed that he was, mm-hmm. right? And they got what they needed, right? And that reminds me of two. Two. I was talking to you about this the other day. It reminds me of two stories in the Bible, right? So John the Baptist, right? So John the Baptist is in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's in prison. So, and you had, I believe it was Peter, 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 one of the peace, Peter or Paul, they were, they were also in jail, but this one was locked in the inner prison, right? Mm -hmm. So he was in prison inside another prison, Mm -hmm. basically, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, and it all stemmed down to your belief, right? So, um, John goes and get his disciples and say, hey, um, I need y'all to go ask Jesus, hey, are you the one? that we were waiting to come or do we need to look for somebody else mm-hmm. mm. unbelief mm-hmm. on the other one that's inside the inner prison they knew they know who who jesus is they know what jesus came to do right mm-hmm. and they got out mm-hmm. <laughs> they got broken out of the inner prison mm-hmm. right so same situation mm-hmm. different results mm-hmm. based off of unbelief and belief. Mm-hmm. The thing that, and the thing about that is with John, that 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 story is significant to me because he knew better than anybody because he was proclaiming Jesus. He was preparing. He he came to prepare the way for Jesus, and he doubted him. And like I said, he knew 
he knew about Jesus better than, you know, I would say anybody because he was the one that God chose to prepare the way for him. He even got the chance to baptize Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So like, and that, and a lot of times we the same way. Like we know God, we know him, we've seen him, you know, we've seen him move. We've seen him do these great things in our life, but still in all, you know, sometimes we still doubt, you know, I know we tired of talking about the virus, but I know when this virus thing came, it showed me that I wasn't, I'm not being honest with y'all. It showed me that I wasn't as strong in my faith. Like I thought I was, you see, it showed me that I needed to beef up on my faith. You see, it really did. And honestly, I don't feel like there's a reason to beat yourself up because you're in a situation where you need to increase and faith and stuff like that because the bible does tells us that we are to go from faith to faith and i was listening to pastor travis green uh sometime this week and he said something he said you know it's levels to this thing you see so the level that you're on right now the level that you're heading to the faith that you have on this level right now will not be enough to sustain you on that level. You see, you're going to have to increase in faith if you're going to be sustained on that level, on the next level. So the whole, the moral of the story is, like God told me, you're never going to be too grown. You're going to, there's always room for you to grow. You're never going to reach that point that you just, you know, you just, always steady on that point like how can i put it like you, you're never gonna reach that point where um you just got it all you know what i'm saying you go from level to level to level and each level requires something different than the last level and for instance faith to faith like the level that we on right now this coronavirus showed a lot of us i'm gonna be honest with you that we need to beef up on our faith well what about when the next big thing hit <laughs> you see what i'm saying we're gonna have to have a whole nother level of faith for that as well so that's always room for us to grow like nobody is ever going to just arrive okay like philippians 1 and 6 tells us that he God is going to always, you see, he's going to always be working on doing the work in us until the day that Jesus comes. Okay. And I wrote that question. I wrote that question because it's so important for us to understand. Never get to the point where you just think that, you know, you grown. <laughs> like God told me, you ain't, you ain't ever going to be too grown, baby. You're going to always have to grow. Every level that I take you to is going to require growth. It's going to require you to be, to be, to, to dig deeper, to go higher. You see? So if you ever find yourself in a situation where your faith is just not where you thought it was, it's okay. Okay. Do what you got to do to get your faith to that level, which is connecting to God. Okay. Connected to God through word, through reading your word, through worship, through prayer, through fasting. Okay. Okay, that was the reason why I asked that question to help you understand you never gonna be too grown. All right, you can be mature, but you ain't never gonna be too grown. All right, all right, we got a few. Hey, but oh. look, um, so uh, to piggyback on that, John the Baptist, how you said uh, he knew who Jesus was, mm -hmm. right? So, um, um, dang, I think this is uh, John 1 and 15. It says, John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about mm -hmm. when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was here before me. Like, dude, mm -hmm. dude, dude, come on, man. You knew who he was. 
You talked about him on a daily basis. Yep, that was his mission. Right? You even, it even got to a point where Jesus was coming down to be baptized, and he told Jesus, look, I need to be the one being baptized by you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus basically told him, now, you don't understand what's about to happen right here. Mm-hmm. And then, when he baptized them, they said that they seen the heavens open and mm -hmm. the dove descend on him like the a dove. spirit descended on Jesus as a dove. I was like, dang. So that's not saying. But hold on. Him. So we had a question. The question was, is Jesus God oh, or hold is on, wait he a the minute. Son of God? Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good question. He's both. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you mean he both? Um. Uh. And later on in that, I think it's the the eighteenth. Mm -hmm. John 1 18 no one has ever seen God but the only one but the one and only son who is himself God mm. right? what, what scripture is that uh, John 1 18 John 1 18 1 and 18 yeah. uh, so it's like this right so Keandra she's a wife mm -hmm. she's a mother and she's um, she's a um, she's a minister right mm -hmm. but because I call her teacher Keandra doesn't make her less of my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, because I call her my wife doesn't make her less of a mother. She's mm -hmm. all three in one. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mm -hmm. So I hope that answered your question. One more time, give me that scripture, Ain't Steffi, so you can go try to always get scripture, you know, because I encourage anybody, don't just take my word, don't take his word, don't take nobody's word for it. The only word you take to the bank is God. So what's, what's that Facts. scripture again? For uh, her. John 1 18. John 1 and 18 ain't Steffi. You can go and look that up for yourself and let the Holy Ghost minister to you on that more. You know, I'm going to, um, if y'all, let me see, see somebody else got a question. If not, I'm going to ask one more question. I'm going to try to go to my heaviest one. Let's see. It's my heaviest one. Why do we as Christians have such a hard time at believing that we can do what Jesus did. That is basically ties into that one. The last question you just asked me. Do it. Yeah. Well, help me out. Hi, Phyllis. So your question is, why do we as Christians have such a hard time believing God completely? So if we can't even believe God completely, then we can't even do what he did. If we can't believe him totally mm -hmm. and we won't even be able to do half of what he did if we can't can't completely believe him completely put our trust in him mm -hmm. so those two questions they really go hand in hand mm -hmm. well let, let me rephrase it another way because i actually need help with this myself um because lately god has been ministering to me about doing what he did and greater Okay, and like I told y'all, I tried to I try to be honest and transparent with y'all. I would read those stories about what Jesus did in the Bible, right? And I would always be like, I knew that He did it. I never questioned whether what I was reading in the Bible about Him healing the sick and raising the dead and you know speaking and things happened. I never doubted that He actually did that. I knew that He did that, but I thought that that's where it stopped. Okay, but He started to reveal to me that. I did not, it did not stop with me. It just started with me. Okay. It started with me. I charge you guys to pick up where I left off. And just like generations, I was talking to you about this the other day, like promise, for instance, promise is going to follow either in my footsteps or her dad's footsteps. Okay. Maybe both. I don't know. 
but she's going to take this thing, whatever God is going to do with me and Jasper, she's going to take this thing. She's not only going to pick up where we left off. She's going to take this thing to a whole nother level. You see what I'm saying? And that's what God is. That's what he was telling me that he charged us to do. He charged us to do what he did and take it higher. Okay. So, like I said, I was one that was reading these scriptures and I believed that Jesus actually did those things. I just didn't believe that I could do it. You see? So, I guess my question to you would be, how can we get to that point of understanding that this is a requirement? Like, it's not just enough for us to have, like, have do good deeds like Jesus did, right? That's not just enough. It's not just enough for us to pray, you know? It's not just enough for us to, uh, you know, go to church and stuff like that. Like, yeah, Jesus did all those things, but he also demonstrated power, he actually touched people and they were healed. He actually raised people from the dead. He actually did these great things. How do we get to that point where we come to the understanding that, hey, we are not only can we do this, he's charging us to do this. This is something that's supposed to be a part of our everyday life. How do we get to that point? First of all, you said a whole bunch. So I don't <laughs> even know what the question is at this point. How do we get to that point where we really come to the understanding that we are supposed to be doing everything that Jesus did and greater? How do we get to the point where we understand where we're supposed to be doing everything that Jesus did and greater? Right. How do we get to that point? Yeah. Ask the question again. How do we get to the point where we understand that we are supposed to be doing what Jesus did and greater? How do we make that a reality in our life? First, the first way you make it a reality is you got to have the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, ain't too much you're going to be able to do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, second of all, you just got to get out there, roll your sleeves up, and get to work. I mean... I went to, I mean, you, you gotta, it's like, mm, like I said last, last Friday, it's not like you just gonna go in the kitchen and the chicken gonna fry itself, right? right. You just gonna, and it's gonna magically appear. No, you gotta, you gotta take processes to this thing. You gotta take processes in your walk with God and mm -hmm. whatever. It's not just enough just to stay I'm 27 years old. Mm -hmm. If I'm still walking with God the way I walked with him when I was 16, it's a problem. Right. Like, it's a real big problem. Like, I was, every every year I was supposed to have been on a, on a different level and whatever. Absolutely. It's, it's a process. It's a process. And don't beat yourself up because you're stuck in a certain, certain uh, step in the process. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, don't beat yourself up because you stuck in the you stuck on a level, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we, hey, God, look, what is it? What where am I going wrong at? Mm -hmm. Boom, he reveal that thing to you, mm -hmm. and you just keep it moving, man. So you would just say to connect, basically, to connect with God and let Him do the work on the inside of you, basically. Mm -hmm. I can receive that because I I know for a fact that um. 
man, some stuff have to change, man. We have to. And basically, don't 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 get stuck where you at. I mean, that's one. That's that's a challenge that I I went through a while back. Like I got stuck because man, this is a good level to be with God. God, I'm good right here, and God was like, dude, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like imagine you here, but we can go a lot farther, a lot a lot. Mm-hmm way deeper than where we are right now mm-hmm. and i kind of got content at where i was in my walk with god and like never get content where you at when you walk with god man you gotta keep it moving you gotta mm-hmm. always be hungrier to go further always be hungrier to go deeper with god mm-hmm. and if you got that that passion you got the desire and if you're hungry for it man god gonna give it to you that's true that's true, cause like I said, I never thought that, you know, I I come from a tradition. And don't be letting people come and tell you what God can't do and how far God gonna take you. They don't know. Mm-hmm. That's tell, not that's true. First right of all, now. just tell them to shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 being honest. Like it might sound like I'm playing right now, but I'm being honest. Like you gotta sometimes you gotta just tell people, man, shut up. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear that, man. I I know my God. Mm-hmm. Shut up, like for real. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes people can't see it, like, and and I think that was that's one of the biggest things. For exactly. Me. I'm sorry. Because let, let me let me say something. Because people can't see your dream. So mm-hmm. because they can't see your dream, they try to crush your dream. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody come through and crush your dream because they simple minded and they can't see what God can put in you. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Never let nobody come and crush the things that God put in you. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Don't let nobody come and press that down. Nah, God want that stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 never let nobody come and tell you what God can't do for you or what you can't through what you can't do through God because they don't know they ain't they ain't never been there so how you gonna help me how you gonna tell me I can't get there if you ain't never been there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like I was saying a lot of people they just can't they can't see it you know and because they can't see it you know they don't they don't see you doing it like you might say you know I'm going to minister the word I'm going to touch more people than Joyce Myers or whatever the case may be I wouldn't tell that to many people I tell it to my husband. I wouldn't tell it to many people because, like I said, that's hard for me to believe. Okay, <laughs> so I'm if, especially if I'm already struggling in what my faith and what God revealed to me. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell too many people because, like I said, if they can't see it, they can't walk with me in it. You see what I'm saying? They can't walk with me in it, and that's another thing as far as levels. Like, like I was telling you, Travis was saying, it's levels to this thing. You know, everybody's not going to make it to the next level with you, and that's okay. And I think that's one of my things. I have a hard time with letting people go. You know, I have a hard time with with understanding when the season is up. You see, understanding when our time is up. Not not that you're a bad person, you know, not that, you know, you, you know, it's something wrong with you or whatever the case may be. It's just that our time up is up together. You know, you can't go with me or I can't go with you. You know, based on my faith and your faith, we might not have the same amount of faith to get to that next level together. But I thank you for all that you did to help me on this level. But you know, I, you have to be very careful, and I know you've heard this before, when God shows you something, you know, about yourself, or he reveals something to you that you're going to do, you got to be very careful with that thing. Hold that thing as tight to yourself as you possibly can until you are steady in your faith in that area, because one person, one comment from one person can shake you, okay? See, now, 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 let me say this, so, um, and I can speak on this both ways, and whatever uh she said one comment from a person can shake you uh that's why i'm i'm real i'm real 
if you want to get beat up by me, play with my kids. Like I'm not playing. I don't play about my kids. Mm-hmm. Christian or not, I don't, I don't play about my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I always do, I speak positivity into my kids' life. I speak success into my kids' life. I speak prosperity into my kids' life. I speak everything good into my kids' life. Why? Because I want them to know what what they supposed to be hearing, the things that they supposed to be hearing, the things that they supposed to be doing. So when they get out into the the real world, when they start going to school with these teachers and stuff like this, and these teachers try to crush their dreams and stuff, hey, my daddy said this. Mm-hmm. My daddy said that. My daddy said this. The word of God says this. The word of God says this. The word of God says that. You can't. I guarantee you, when my kids get in school, you ain't crushing their dreams because mm-hmm. they already gonna be built, uh, built mm-hmm. for tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four tough. They're gonna be built. Jesus tough. Mm-hmm. You ain't crushing my kids' dreams, cause. Hey y'all, I do apologize that I had to cut the podcast prematurely, but due to the time that I am allotted on here, um, to record, I had to cut it because I was running over. Um, but if you are interested in seeing what you missed or hearing what you missed you can always go to my youtube page which is keandra redmond k-e-a-u-n-d-r-a redmond r-e-d-m-a-n okay and you can go and see everything that you missed you can actually see the video recording of this podcast so and while you're there please by all means like and subscribe please subscribe subscribe all right But as I always leave y'all with, God is the source of your life, so stay connected to him.